0: Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to costume designer Colin Wilkes about her work on the Big Door Prize. Congratulations on the second season renewal for the show. That's amazing.
1: Yes, thank you. It's very exciting. We left with so many cliffhangers, so... I've seen
0: seen all the way to the end now, so I'm trying (laughs) to... Yeah, they sent the entire season to me, so I just... I'm going to try and keep it as broad as possible so I don't um, reveal too, too much. Um, yes, yes. But before diving in, I did want to talk about um, two of your past films that I have just absolutely loved. And when I was doing research on this per- for this interview, I just had to ask about these projects because I had loved and adored them. And um, the first one being, um support the girls and I I want to know what it was about that particular movie I think garnered so much traction with I mean such a unique like little clique of individuals that just loved and praised that film so much and um what was so special about that project for you
1: I think mostly because it was my third project with Andrew Bajowski. We had done two prior to that. So that was, you know, the better part of a decade at that point that we had worked together. So and in terms of just like he he wrote this story that feels so different than a lot of his other work. I mean, the first one that I did with him was about a 1980s set computer chess convention. And then this was such a departure from that and dove into this real microcosm, which I am always so obsessed with. And Andrew really has a good way of delving into the world that he's talking about or that that he's portraying. And so the wonderful thing about that that was so exciting was we could be as like natural as possible. So we were shooting, next door to a Twin Peaks. And so every day we would go there and hang out and just like make friends with the waitresses and so much fun inspiration and individuality with these girls in the way that they were like decorating their little aprons or the little touches they had on their jewelry. And it was fun to explore what uniforms look like and empowering women in this kind of sexual space. and within the kind of woman empowerment of the story. And Mm. so that was a really fun project for sure. And it was like making work with a family at that point, because the producers and the DP were the same.
0: Yeah. And what was it like working with Regina Hall, who is just a a magician? Yeah, she's
1: such a dream. She's so freaking funny. And then just the dynamic of that whole cast was just all about ad libbing and just having fun. And I think that everyone felt really safe to um, explore their characters in that space. I mean, it was really just that one location. So it was fun to come and just see what the day held. And she's so funny. So, Mm. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And then, I mean, unfortunately, this movie coming out during the pandemic, um, Palm Springs, I mean, I wish was just like was in theaters everywhere because it was just such a joyous sort of like raucous comedy that was just sort of so off the wall and I I wish it could have been seen on like a larger screen but obviously that time permitting um it just it didn't happen um and but nonetheless I mean I think it was a really spot for a lot of people during COVID because it was one of the few films that really did come out during um that initial summer and so um kind of asking the same question in terms of what did you take away from that project but also what was the what response were you getting at that particular time due to the aspect of it being released um during COVID
1: well we had this kind of magic time with it that it was before COVID it was at Sundance Um, we premiered at Eccles, and so we got to have that really kind of firework moment where it was with the audience and seeing it on a big screen and there is something that like you cannot beat like you're saying about seeing it on a bigger screen in a theater with other people that are also just interested in film and appreciating the work and excited to be there so we got to experience that and so we were hopeful but my god no one knew what was to come and that it actually set the stage for this kind of even more impactful wild ride of a show or movie to really take off so it was it was really interesting to see how it all played out and with anything that had success during covid right it was like wow people are hungry for different things mm-hmm. and that's also the kind of impact of this show big door prize was just that it's interest. It's been interesting to see the impact of, of what projects, just depending on what the consumer wants to see and needs at that time,
0: you know? Yeah. 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 And, I mean, going into, I mean, into this um, project, I mean, this must have been your first project post-COVID or during COVID sort of post-COVID, like, is that true?
1: I did three other projects before this wow yeah yeah so it was like i coming back from COVID. i was in the middle of a tv show and we had only had three weeks left and so when we came back it was like getting acclimated to all of that and spraying all of the clothes and wearing like hazmat suits and so by the time we got to this um we were you know, getting in the groove of it, and things were opening back up, and um, it it was a lot more pleasant to (laughs) close an ensemble class like we had that was so
0: specific. Mm. And so how were you approached for this particular project?
1: My agent found, sent me this script, I think it was just the pilot that she first sent, and I was just obsessed like from reading it. And I realized that in retrospect, I do have this fondness for like an existential comedy that's just a little off and is exploring the big ideas in a kind of um, kind of like snow globe-ish way of how do things ping pong off of each other and big questions. But I also, um, yeah, I, th- I think that also that was something I had asked for in terms of just they knew that, that was kind of something I was really interested in. and i and I love comedy and love love working in that genre.
0: Mm. And so, I mean, upon reading the the pilot of that, I mean, what did you first start gleaning from that um that really started to sort of solidify some of the main characters?
1: Yeah, I think I was just like, well, I loved that it captured the small town essence of just, you know, waving at your neighbors and the inner the exchange that happens on a daily basis with people you know, and that intimately know you just by proxy of living in a smaller town. And I think that that's, there was so much humor in that that I think was really spot on. And then also just how I, I got the pilot, but then I got two episodes or maybe just the second episode. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. They're studying a different character each episode. This gives so much space to grow with this character. And I loved how different than other kind of episodic things that you see that you get the time to grow with each of these characters intimately. And it, it made me realize that, wow, there's a place to go with costume in that. Mm. And so it was exciting.
0: Yeah. And I mean, so how did the process all begin for you?
1: I, so from there, I was just like, I am going, this is mine. (laughs) I mean, I want this. (laughs) And I spent the next, I think maybe six days building boards, building lookbooks for each of the characters and intimately kind of creating visuals so that I could really portray and pitch what I would do for each of these characters. And I looked up a a lot of just, I mean, it was deep dives into the craziest stuff of just like Yelp selfies uh, at different small town businesses and like just like over 60s ladies blogs for Izzy. And just very particular, grabbing the particular parts of people and trying to encapsulate them so that I could talk about these characters in my interview. So I came and had a pitch and it went great. And I think from there, it was just, it was off to the races and really fun.
0: Mm. And I mean, is there a character that you sort of identify with in this particular show?
1: Oh my God, that's such a good question and I also want to ask you that question because I want I think that there are pieces of us in every character and you know as you've seen the whole season you see that people are growing and you've learned to have all these feelings towards them and you're intimately knowing them um I think I there is a piece of me that is connected to each of these characters particularly I love Mr. Johnson um I think that you know, I don't see myself in him really, but that he's one of my favorite characters for sure. And yeah. just um I, I don't know that I there's anybody else that I identify with particularly.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. I mean it it's interesting because I it, it is so wonderful about some of the comedies that we're getting nowadays is I mean, it used to be so um I mean, just like one episode and that's sort of like all you really got about that one, yeah. like about that entire group and you're really not, you didn't get to explore their life that much. And um, I think that's what's so special about this. Maybe, I don't want to say new age of uh, comedic television, but it's just being able to actually sit and live with these characters where it's not just like a situational comedy where you're kind of seeing how they act in a just, in a sort of one set scene, and um, and you kind of go from there. So I appreciate that um, a lot about the show, and I think to your point, I, I think it's hard to pick a favorite because you find little like nuggets sort of in each of the characters that you can obviously piece together to to sort of form yourself. Um, yes,
1: you know. yeah, and I think that the part that DW or you know, our showrunner and um, Sarah Walker, one of our executive producers and writers, did so masterfully is kind of craft the oneness of all of them and then also their individuality, right? And like the ability that we have as viewers to connect with each of these characters is really unique that you want to connect with each of them and you were interested and invested. And I think that that's really cool. Mm.
0: And I mean, how do you think the costume design really lends itself to the show's vision and tone?
1: I think that we really tried to create a landscape for the arcs to exist for each Mm -hmm. character. And whether that be through color or through shoes or through Giorgio's tracksuits, they each have an identifier that allows them to go from one place to the next. And it keeps us grounded with them, but also tracking them in a way that is specific to them. So for instance, like with Cass's color palette, we started with a lot more kind of muted jewel tones that were a little bit desaturated or dry feeling to the palette, and then go into the rich textures. And the the silks and the velvets and the pattern richness, and so you see a lot more dynamic things happening and bubbling for her, and kind of percolating as the season goes on. And so I think that that was a fun way to think about costumes in in the vein of storytelling.
0: Mm.
1: And um, you know, the character arc for Dusty is a little different, just because he's kind of navigating it in this. This different way. (laughs) So you don't see much happening with him, but you do see that every once in a while when he's dressed up, it's probably something that Cass has gotten for him. But Mm. then he kind of keeps all of his other elements the same. So you see the impact that Cass has on him. So Mm. there was the sense of we wanted to see how the characters dress themselves, but also how they are impacted by living in a small town and by how they are impacted by each other. I mean, Izzy shows up to a wedding. She knows her girlfriend, her ex-wife will be there. So she wears something a little more risque. Mm. So that was a fun thing to think about with clothing each episode.
0: Mm. And I'm curious if there's sort of any sort of hidden meeting, sorry, hidden meanings behind some of the outfits that you can go into. Gosh,
1: I feel like we were just trying to be super subversive with color so we didn't use blues we were very selective on where we use blues and I mean with blue jeans was kind of the only free pass that we gave and then in terms of other hidden meanings gosh I you know I feel like there were some easter eggs that I put in there but there's nothing I can think of off of the very top of my head, which is crazy because I always have some little thing that I'll think of and I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna plant this." But yeah.
0: Well, you have a season two to be. I able. know. Um. So, um, I I want to ask a more general question for you, and I'm I'm curious as to where your interest in design came from, and maybe even more specifically, costume design came from?
1: I grew up in a small town like Deerfield in Texas. And so there wasn't a lot in terms of creativity, but both of my parents are very creative. And so I think that I really was drawn to, I mean, as as many kids are, dressing up. And then my mom kind of guided me in the way because she knew I loved illustrating and painting. And so I went to performing arts high school for costume design. So really I've been studying it since I was like 15 and a more theatrical sense. And then when I went to college, I really dived in and um, explored puppetry and performance art and all of the kind of performative mediums that costume allows. And so I was really able to kind of fine tune my, um, the way that I tell a story through clothing and color and design. And so mm. it's like always been just, I, I love it so much. I love every aspect of it. And I think that, you know, we're just sponges for people studies. Mm. So it's been um, a really, really, fun journey to see how, and to go back to the pandemic, like, see how there's this whole resurgence of finding yourself, reinventing yourself, these buzzwords that are really part of our show. And so um, that's been a neat part to be a journey of, to see how people are kind of reinventing themselves.
0: And are you reinventing yourself in, in any way?
1: No, I'm, you know, after this Well, after COVID and after the show, I've been a little anti reinventing, you know, that mode, that kind of like capitalist driven thing, because it is dusty, does say what is inside of us, you know, and I think that that is the kind of core essence of all of this is so our outward expression should be a reflection of inside and I love that individuality that people bring in the way they dress so
0: mm, I love that yeah I mean you have a project that I'm interested in just seeing what I can tease out of you from um, Dust um, with Sarah Paulson and Anna Lee Ashford and I'm just curious if anything what can you say
1: I can say that it was they are complete legends, sorry for my dog. No, and no. they are brilliant with their understanding of their craft, their body, the their clothes body, um, how their body looks in fabrics and, and feels. And there is something so incredible about working with actors like that. So uh, of course, as, as you can, might've gleaned, it's set in, 1930s, um, Dust Bowl era. So that is like that was a dream to be able to design and build, mm. and I think it's going to be really good. So I'm excited that it'll be shared in the world whenever that does happen because I think that every the cast was incredibly brilliant.
0: Yeah, no, I I'm very excited. I most of my family is up in Kansas, and so the Dust Bowl. <laughs> has, I don't know, always been a sort of interesting, not center of, or topic because it didn't, I mean, I don't know how much of, now that it sounds bad, I don't know how much it really affects, but just having it be sort of present in their lives to some degree has always been uh, a fascinating, um, I don't know, a, a, a moment in time that I just, I can't really imagine. So I'm excited no. to see it you brought to, to screen. Yeah.
1: And I mean, did you grow up in Texas?
0: I did. I've been in Texas my entire life, besides um, going to school in Kansas. So
1: okay, yeah.
0: So well, other than in that, courses,
1: I- yeah, you don't really learn about the Dust Bowl, so it was <laughs> so fascinating to dive into because it was just straddling this time of it's right after the Great Depression, and then there's the war, and you're just like, oh, wow, this this incredible impact that it had on people and i mean i just think it's fascinating to study the way we dress throughout history so Mm. it was a really fun thing to just like dive deep deep into the history
0: thank you all for listening this episode was edited and produced by me jackson vickery graphics were done by dylan michael and the opening and closing theme were done by sterling gavinsky